Okay, welcome back to the Curiously Guided Podcast. We're your hosts, Shay and Mariah, two intuitive business strategists exploring the intersection of entrepreneurship, spirituality, and the subconscious mind. If you're interested in exploring and learning how to integrate strategy with energetics to help you grow a profitable business in a way that actually feels good, then you're definitely in the right place. Okay, so before we get into today's amazing episode, we just want to let you guys in on something fun that we're hosting tomorrow, if you're listening to us live. So tomorrow being January 26th. 2022. So me and Shay are hosting a plan a better year workshop. And basically the whole idea of this workshop is to help you reframe goals and find your focus in the year ahead. So this isn't your typical planning workshop for the year. You're not going to be digging out your post-it notes. You're not going to be trying to strategize what your quarterly financial goals are. We're kind of doing it in a different way because as we were moving into this year, we just, we weren't feeling energized to move forward. And so we were like, okay, how can we change that? How can we allow ourselves to focus on something that makes us feel excited about the year ahead? Because a lot of the times, I mean, I don't know about you, but like a lot of the times I'll choose this like financial goal or these goals in my business that literally don't even make sense. And then I'm just like pulling numbers out of my ass. And I'm like, I don't even know where they came from. And a lot of the times these goals aren't even mine. So we've kind of figured out this process and this framework to be able to create goals or intentions that align with what you're looking to create and bring forward in the world. So yeah, we've broken the workshop down into three sections, where you're going, what's your focus, and how to get there. And so, you know, it includes um, a visualization meditation, some really fun interactive activities. And yeah, we're just really excited. Yeah. I, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, Mariah and I released a podcast episode a couple of weeks back, all about our thoughts on goals. Um, her and I were both pretty, and a lot of people I've talked to, honestly, 2022, we're all fatigued, man. We're all tired. The world is more uncertain feeling than ever. Um, and a lot of us are struggling with this idea of like goal setting and especially getting really super specific the way I was taught to set goals is with that smart goal style that's very outcome focused and details focused. And I just don't think that, I think that method of goal setting is getting a little dated and it feels very, doesn't feel very intuitive for me. I've really had trouble setting goals in that way and really sticking to them throughout the year because they lack that deeper meaning and resonance in my life. So I just don't have that motivation. And then, so Mariah and I really were like, okay, our whole thing is like, how can we bridge strategy with intuition? So we are like, how could we create a different way to plan for the year and to, um, you know, think about how you want to grow in a, in a way that feels more fun and light and intuitive and collaborative. So that that's our goal with this workshop. We're really, really excited about it. We'd love to have you join us. Um, the link for the workshop is www.curiouslyguided.com backslash better year 
workshop with a dash in between. So better dash year dash workshop. Or you can just go to Curiously Guided and workshop is one of the main navigation tabs at the top. Um, if you're hearing this after the fact, take a look anyway. Mariah and I have a lot of fun workshops planned for you guys uh, in the future. We love doing this um, and we're excited to do it more throughout, throughout the year. So keep an eye out for us holding um, all kinds of workshops. Yeah, and if you guys can't make it live, seriously, like no worries in the least, we'll be shooting over a recording. So the plan, a better year workshop, it's taking place Wednesday, January 26th. 2022 at 7 p.m. Eastern. So, all right, I think that's all, all the details that we want to dive in about that. Let's get into the juice of this episode. I'm so excited to talk about productivity because I feel like it's it's been quite a journey to be able to figure out my thoughts on productivity. And I feel like, like I do with everything, look at the way that it is and then pull it apart and put it back together in a way that feels good. So I'm excited to kind of dig into the topic of just creating a better relationship to productivity. Yeah, to be frank, when Mariah sent me um, the message, I wanna do an episode about productivity. I was like, ugh. <laughs> which shows me maybe I don't have a great relationship with productivity. So the idea of a reframe around that feels great. 100%. I, I think a lot of us have like various relationships to productivity and different understandings of what it even means or how valuable it is, you know, but there's no denying that in our culture, it's productivity in terms of like making and producing a lot is so rewarded. Like we often associate value with how much output you have. And, and for me, and we can dive into this more later, I, it's never worked. And I've always had a lot of shame, honestly, around my productivity. So I'm really, really excited to reframe productivity and kind of give it a new meaning, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Let's kind of start off with just giving a couple definitions. So like before we hopped on to record this, I just, you know, Google search went to Merriam Webster, whatever the dictionary thing is. And I was just like, give me the definitions for productivity. So according to the dictionary, productivity is producing or able to produce large amounts of goods, crops, or other commodities. Another definition is having the quality or power of producing, especially in abundance. And the last one that I found was achieving or producing a significant amount or result. And notice that two out of three of those definitions, productivity is equated to like the quantity of something, like especially in abundance or large amounts of. And as a business owner, especially one with no team or a small team, we often get stuck in this area of comparing ourselves to the output of a big agency, a big team, or even a robot. Because like, this is the definition of productivity that's stuck with us and hustle culture. Like that's kind of like the backbone of it is like, how much can you produce? How much can we achieve? And the thing, like we're not robots. And I think especially as small business owners showing up 
to serve the world and to make an impact in the way that we are uniquely created to, in order to do that, we have to create a better relationship and define productivity for our own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what, as you're talking, what's really coming through for me is productivity can look very different for everybody. And I think we're all fed this story of what it is to be productive. And this is the one way to be productive. And this makes you a valuable member of society. But really for me, productivity has to look so different than how I learned about it (laughs) and all the hacks that I learned. You know, a lot of times I, you hear productivity hacks and all these ideas, they've always felt so off for me. So just even having the awareness that there's people out there who work differently than you do and are just able to be productive in different ways. That was um, empowering for me because I was like, oh, I don't have to fit this mold. Instead, I can figure out what this mold looks like for me and find a nice balance um, with productivity to where I'm not hustling just to hustle because that is what our what our society rewards, you know, it's almost that like, it's work harder, not smarter. Really, what do we see? Like people get raises are the ones who are staying in the office until 9pm, you know, burning the midnight oil, not having good boundaries, taking calls on the weekends. Like we almost list those things as like, that's a good employee that is productive. But (laughs) what does that what does that end in? You know, it ends in burnout and it ends in people really being unhappy on a day-to-day basis and really unsatisfied and feeling stuck in their lives and wanting to do something else. Not sure what that is. You know, there's this whole spiral, I think that comes along with hustling for the sake of hustling with no meaning or purpose. It's always a recipe for burnout and it's not sustainable. And that ethic has translated to the online business world where we're definitely, um, hustling the hustle, you know, we're working, keeping busy. You know, I've seen a lot of online entrepreneurs like to brag about working nights and weekends, you know, like that same kind of thing is rewarded and seen as almost a good thing. And I've never been able to get down with that. I hate that. That is the opposite of what I've wanted for my life. It's always been very obvious to me that I can't work like that. And so, um, you know, I, I think that I don't know. I'm just like, as I'm talking about it, I'm realizing I, I don't even like the word. It's like bringing <laughs> all, these, all these like feelings of like anger and like disgust. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. There's some, some healing to go on here, no doubt. And I don't think that you're alone. I think that most people have an issue with productivity. Mm-hmm. And like you brought up productivity hacks. And I've had clients and people on social media also bring up quote productivity hacks. And a lot of them are like, get good sleep, eat a healthy breakfast. Yeah, if only productivity was that fucking simple. Like, yeah, okay, I got 10 hours of sleep and I ate the best breakfast of my life and it was perfectly balanced. That does not mean that I'm going to have a productive day. It literally doesn't mean shit. Like I get that, you know, getting a good night's sleep and taking care of your body and eating nutritious foods. Yes, I do think that that is foundational, but you can do both of those things every day and still have different levels of productivity because we're complex human beings. We have emotions, we have hormones, family life, responsibilities, challenges, tragedies, celebrations, and literally 
everything in between. So I don't think that we can hack our way to this in, in the same way that we try to hack our way to success, hack our way to making more money. Like there's all of these different hacks that everybody wants, but I think in order to change the relationship that you have with productivity, you need to be willing to A, sit with what that means for you, sit with like the stories you've been told or programmed to believe about productivity, and then also reflect and figure out like, what do you want productivity to mean for you? And we're going to get into some some different productivity habits that, you know, we would like to invite you to kind of explore in a little bit. But like, I think that productivity can be used to keep ourselves small, to keep ourselves hidden. So I can just speak from my own experience. Like that's exactly what I used to do. I used to hide under the productivity of my business. I used to create to-do lists a mile long, thinking that there was no way that I couldn't be successful if I was always doing something. And But those things that I was doing didn't have a bigger focus. I was just like, oh, I think I should be doing this. I should be showing up on all of the social platforms and creating this and doing that and answering this and blah, 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 when really that wasn't moving the needle. It was just keeping me busy so that I didn't have to create space to sit with myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've noticed this in a lot of coaching clients, um, especially early business owners. There's certainly a lot of things to do. You can fill up a list, no problem. And um, I've seen people like really dive into setting up systems, like really intricate, complex Dubsado workflows and all these crazy intricate, you know, um, just like we have all these tools in the online business world. You can definitely trick things out and, and that's needed certainly, but it's usually when a business is much more established and making a lot more money. So I think a lot of times, especially as we're getting started, we have more time than money. So we've got a lot of time. And then what we know is that if we're being valuable, we're producing. So it feels really good to just produce and just find things and you can check things off your list. And that feels great. But a lot of times it's not appropriate things and it's not things that actually move the needle forward. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go in and say that Mariah and I, as we were prepping for this episode, kind of realized that I, I don't do this. I've never, I've seen people do this while they'll hide behind productivity and like, Hey, I'm staying busy. <laughs> um, for me, it's always been, more of like a shame inducing thing, you know, like I can remember all the way back. I, I was going to be a lawyer. I always thought I wanted to be a lawyer and I um, was considering going to law school. And I heard that lawyers had to like, they had showers in the offices and they were expected to work like 90 hour weeks. And I was like, I can't work that hard. I can't do that. And so I literally made life plans about, oh, I don't think I can work that hard. And so I've always known that I see people hustling like that. 
I, I am not, my body doesn't work that way. Like when I hit a point, I can work a bit and then I hit a point and I shut down and nothing else is getting done. I can't power through it. So I've just always known that like no career with that kind of workload and productivity ex- like expectation would work for me as a human. <laughs> um, and even when, you know, like my first real job job out of grad school it was in the public sector. I worked very reasonable hours, had leisurely lunches, and I still was so exhausted at keeping that nine to five schedule. And it killed me because I can get my work done in like two hours. And it killed me (laughs) that I had to just sit my butt in a chair just to be there and pretend to be productive when I could be outside on a night, a nice afternoon or getting a lunch with a friend, you know, and I don't need eight hours. It's always been really clear to me. Like I do not need eight hours to get what's important done. And I've also just been very good naturally about kind of knowing that 80, 20 Pareto principle rule, which is 20% of your efforts are going to lead to 80% of your results. So if you can get really clear on what that 20 is and focus in on those things, you don't have to work that hard. (laughs) You can literally work Mm -hmm. smarter and not harder. So I, I just have kind of realized that I knew I had a lot of shame around why can't I work like everybody else can? And why does a nine to five literally make me want to vomit? I don't think I could ever do it again. Why? I I just had a lot of shame. Like what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I just buckle down and bust it out? But it just doesn't work. And so part of my big awakening around this came when I learned human design, which we shot an episode about with Neha a couple of weeks ago, you should check it out. But I'm a projector in human design and in human design projectors, their main thing is they, they can't work that hard. They got to have a lot of space in their schedule so they can see from a higher level. And also generators can, managens can, and they make up about 70% of the population. So no wonder our world is set up for people who can work so hard. And instead of me feeling alienated and like kind of shamed out of not being able to be as productive as other people, I finally had the realization of like, no, me being productive looks a lot different. Productive doesn't have to mean hours at work or like physical things produced. It's more about does it move the needle forward towards your goal? And that piece is so obvious but missing from almost everybody. Nobody has that bigger vision and goal. Um, We're kind of just taking little steps just to take little steps (laughs) with no kind of direction in mind. And so I've really found that by like getting in touch with my vision and the impact I want to have with my career and the core desired feelings I want to have on a day-to-day basis, I can create my own little system and style of working that works really well for me as a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that, of course, because I'm, I just love this. I'm glad that you brought up the human design piece of it. And like 70% of the world are generators. But as a generator myself, that does not give us permission to create mile long to do lists to go ahead and like deem ourselves productive just to be productive. So mm-hmm. it's also like we, we, as generators are supposed to be doing the shit that lights us up. 
So start taking note of like all of the shit on your to-do list that you dread, that you procrastinate on, that you're like, this feels fucking awful because I'm assuming that there's quite a few on there because there was quite a few on mine and give yourself permission to explore that. Do you actually need that shit on your list? Or are you just overcomplicating things? Because no shame in that game. That's exactly what I was doing. I was like, oh my God, I can't host a live workshop without having 17 funnels set up and a full landing page and sales page. And I'm going to have to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to have to launch it. Now I have to plan this big one. No, bitch, you don't. You literally can decide that you're going to host a live workshop and then do the simple things that then get you to whatever goal or whatever intention is behind that workshop. Mm -hmm. So also an invitation here to let go of the shit that doesn't feel necessary, or that's just adding to your list just to do things because productivity does not equal success. It doesn't, not in the online business world. Maybe if you're a lawyer, maybe if you're trying to make a partner, you know, I feel like the, the lawyer or the attorney is just like a really good example here because I feel like we've all heard of that. But as an online business owner, you don't have a boss. You are the boss. So now the responsibility of getting really focused and deciding what is a priority and what isn't, that falls on you. And the word priority is also one that I feel like we need to just take a look at really quick because a lot of people are like, these are my top three priorities. No, you have one priority. Priority is priority. <laughs> we can't keep adding, oh, these are my top 10 priorities. No, you have one priority. <laughs> so I think getting really clear on that and stop extending ourselves when it doesn't equal success. Instead, it's focus. It's being mindful about what you're doing and how it feeds into that bigger goal. And so, yeah, I feel like just like being mindful is just like a huge fucking part of it. Mm -hmm. And being gentle with yourself and, and the ability to like have some self-awareness, kind of watch your your style and your patterns and, and be honest, you know, I like to do things this way, even though I think I should do them in another way, kind of like separating out the shoulds from what you feel and that intuitive guidance. Um, let's talk about this. Like, I, I kind of want to dive into some real life examples because I'm having a lot of very tangible things pop up that I've done to help myself in this area. This has been a big, especially as I went out on my own finding the right balance of productivity. <laughs> like Mariah said, when you don't have a boss, you got to figure it out on your own. And um, it, there's never really going to be anyone telling you you're being the appropriate amount of <laughs> productive. You know, you really have to define yeah. it for yourself, which is difficult. You know, you don't really, it sounds obvious, but when you've had someone your whole life in school, they told you get this score on the test. And then at work, you had regular evaluations and you're always getting that feedback. But when you go out on your own, you lose that. And it gets very hard not to live in like a constant for me I was in a constant shame spiral that I wasn't productive enough and um, it really ate at me especially that first couple years in business and then I started to learn 
about a bit more about like time management, I started to embrace routine a little bit more. I had like a big rebellious space where I was like, I'm leaving the nine to five. And that means I'm traveling around the world and I'm only working nights and weekends. And turns out that system also did not work for me. It was very difficult for me. I like a bit more, I feel like to feel a bit more grounded, I think on a day-to-day basis. So um, anyway, I learned that you know, I learned the digital nomad lifestyle didn't work for me. <laughs> and so we came home, I started leaning into routines and then I, I got the advice. I went to a time management workshop, which the idea of time management is also pretty cool. <laughs> but she said, take a look at you and how in, do you consider yourself a morning person or a night owl? What time of the day do you really love to talk with other humans? What time of the day do you feel a bit more like deep and creative? And then set up your week schedule around that. So for me, I wake up like really moody every morning. I need to have like just a long, slow morning. One thing I hated about the nine to five was that feeling like you're always rushed. Like I woke up, rush, alarm, get out the door, rushing, rushing, rushing. I need slow mornings. So for me, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, of course I can schedule a work day around a slow morning. And then that means I don't take calls until 10. And then as I started to take more calls, I realized it was really eating at me to, um, be client facing every day, you know? And so I then said, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays after 10, I will. That's the only time I take calls. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, totally down. Don't have to see a soul, cannot put on a bra, cannot have any makeup on. That's great. And like that kind of flow to the week works really well for me because I do have to be really careful about my, you know, um, nourishing myself and keeping my cup full since I do get drained so easily. So it's like, I have a high day and then I have a rest day and a high day and a rest day. And this was all just me kind of treating my schedule like a science experiment and giving myself full permission to kind of like blow up what I thought a day should look like and then plug in my own version. (laughs) And then my latest iteration is I've been taking afternoon siesta every single day. So like that Spanish kind of idea, um, take a couple hours off in the afternoon. I get, I work real hard in the morning and then I get kind of frazzled. And so I found myself really needing just some like playtime in the middle of the day, um, with no agenda. And that's been working really well for me. So this is getting a little bit into lifestyle design, I'm realizing, but the way for me to get what I need to get done and feel pretty good and not spend every evening spiraling about I'm behind, (laughs) you know, I'm not caught up. I have the list. It was through this. It was through like figuring out how to modify my schedule and the way that I work to really set myself up for success and make sure that I'm balancing out the things that drain me and adding in things that fill me up kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I love these examples that you're giving. Um, I'm just trying to think about like the relationship that I've had with productivity. Like I mentioned before that, like I, I was in this area of like using productivity to hide behind, but then it's funny because like, if I'm looking back, you know, maybe like a year later or like two years later, after I realized that I was doing that, you know, when the pendulum is all the way to the left, it's got to swing all the way to the right. So probably like for maybe a year, I remember literally refusing to use the word productive. 
I was like, no, I am not productive. I am me. And I was like, so perplexed by like the word productivity that it was such a trigger. And I remember in my business, I refused to set any goals to have any structure or routine because I was like, no, this is capitalism and consumerism and like, no productivity is bad. And it's like, I was trying to revolt against the system, but I was throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And so it's like, I felt myself getting really ungrounded and like throwing noodles at the wall to seeing if they stuck because I refused to allow myself to like have a focus and then chunk it into like different baby focuses and like create a ladder of like how I want to do things. No, absolutely not. I was going to create my business and my marketing fully on a whim. I used to tell, (laughs) this is like funny to me. I used to tell clients like, um, no, like I really just like, don't plan anything in my business. And like, that was like a huge thing for me. I was like, no, I don't plan a damn thing in my business. And it was really empowering for me at that time. And then after hanging out all the way to the other side of the pendulum, I was like, you know what? I'm actually creating a little bit of structure, a little bit of routine, some rituals, but like for me, I needed to go from one end to the other to see which pieces I liked from both so that I can now meet in the middle and be like, okay, I'm changing the relationship that I have with productivity because it's not all good, nor is it all bad because nothing is in this world. Everything is gray space. So it's like, how can we take these pieces of productivity that ground me into this moment that allow me to focus on the bigger picture while also taking little baby steps that fucking feel good. That's the thing. Like, I didn't want to keep doing shit that like I didn't like to do all the time. So it's like, obviously we got to take out the trash. We got to do some stuff in business that we don't want to do, but I feel like changing or switching the, the relationship that you have with productivity in a way that allows you to take your mental capacity and your energy levels into account productivity that puts the focus on the whole human and not just the output in one area. So I'd like to maybe dive into a couple like mindful productivity habits that we can take into consideration. So one that you brought up was energy drainers and energizers. And me and Shay talk about this, where it's like making a list of these energy drainers, these energizers, and kind of like her example, structuring or planning your day or your week or your month according to those. So like if calls drain you, don't schedule one day full of calls. I've seen that suggested in the online business space so much, like you need to be time blocking, you need to be like one day for calls and get them all out of the way. And it's like, what? No, I love being on calls, but like to a certain extent, I also have limitations and boundaries. Mm -hmm. A one day full of calls. No, I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. So, and I, let me, I do think that's a good example of 
something advice that works for one person and doesn't work for another person. Cause for me, I get fired up about calls. I love calls. I think they're fun. <laughs> and and I, I get enough of like a down day. So like that, that advice works wonderfully for me, but it doesn't work so much for you. So I do think part of this is having some discernment uh, in your own mind around, like, there's a lot of hacks and advice if you're like me, I took it all pretty personally of like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I must be fucking up. But really, it's just like that worked for that person. And they're trying to help, but it may not be appropriate for you. And that's okay. What would be is the power there? How can you use your own discernment and tap into your your inner knowing and figure out, oh, that, that doesn't quite feel right for me. What would, you know, ask yourself some questions and kind of dig a little deeper. And then that's kind of how you can get at this. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and like sprinkling in these energizers before or after an energy drainer so that you're having like this daily balance so that your cup isn't completely empty at the end of one day. And then you end up having to take the next day without even being able to think of anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. I, I feel like that and allowing yourself to fucking play around with it. I wouldn't know that I didn't want a full day of calls mm-hmm. unless I tried a full right. day of calls. And I was like, I don't feel sharp on all of these calls. I need down space to reconnect with me. Mm-hmm. Even though usually like after one call, I'm zip worn, ready to go, but on my own stuff. Mm-hmm. So that, that was like a really, a really powerful realization for me in creating my own schedule. Mm-hmm. I like that. Cause you're, you're pointing out that you're not going to go to some workshop and nail down the awesome schedule that works for you, where you feel you're at your most productive. It feels really sustainable and nourishing. Um, it takes time. Honestly, it's been a big science experiment. Just like we talked about in Deidre's episode, you know, collect those data points, tweak and refine. It took me a very long time to find a schedule that worked really well for me. Um, I also, you know, I love this idea of energizers and drainers. I keep a list. I call it my good mood menu of things that I know really fill me up. And um, whether that be going outside on a walk or having a dance party in my office or taking a nap, um, you know, like just things that I, if I'm feeling low, I can go to those things and take a little break and, and know that I can fill myself back up with that. Um, I, it's funny, I'm realizing as we're talking about productivity, typically we only talk about being productive in terms of work, right? Like I'm productive at work, but what if you were like, I'm trying to think this may come out really dumb, but I'm like, what if I was productive with my (laughs) self-care? Like what if I started trying to think about productivity? Um, I really, for example, this year, my goal is to have more space for creative expression in my schedule that's not tied to work. So just more opportunities to be play and be open free time in my schedule, find things that inspire me. Um, you know, that, that kind of is feeling low in my life. (laughs) And so I've been working on figuring out ways to make that part of my process and part of my week. And that is energizing. (laughs) And then it feeds back and helps me do the other things that feel less. So, so it's all a science experiment. Give yourself some grace with it and give yourself some time. I think a lot of us like 
I should have this figured out already, or at least I was like that. And it really was a trial and error process that I am still refining. I probably visit my schedule once a quarter and I think about my workload. I think about my energy levels. I think about what phase of life I'm in and I'll take a look at how I'm working Am I working too much? You know, honestly, I've been really enjoying my work lately and I'm <laughs> teetering on working. I'm not going to call myself a workaholic because that would be like outrageous. Um, but for me, I am working more than I ever have. And, and I'm kind of being aware of that. And I may be feeling more exhausted on the weekends and not having as much to give my friends and family, which I don't want. So it's kind of like, I'm always just tweaking and refining, seeing how my energy is taking a look at those different aspects of life. You know, maybe I'm being too productive at work and not enough productivity with my relationships, you know, (laughs) and, um, giving yourself the space to let that really evolve. I think that's been really powerful for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I like the point that you made about like, what, what if I was productive in my self-care? Like, yeah, yeah, I think that that is such a great perspective to have. And you pointed out just like the thought of should, like I should have this figured out already. I feel like that's really common. We think that like, you know, I'm at this point of the recording 29 years old. It's like, fuck, I've been a human on this planet for 29 years. What do I mean? I don't know what energizes me and what drains me. And I remember, especially in the online business world, because we see the productivity hacks and the do this and the do that, and this works for me. I, re- I remember one of my, my friends, Brittany Lynn, she's a PR strategist. She had a podcast called A Day in the Life. And she would interview people and just, you know, ask questions about like how their day was. I remember refusing to pitch myself to that podcast because I was like, I don't have a day like everybody else. Everybody else has this firm structure. Everybody else has like from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. I do this and then I do this and then I do this. And like, I've always, well, not always, but I've kind of under the surface known that like I, I need some structure, but I need to be able to flow in between it. So like I'm a Sagittarius rising. And if I do not have some freedom and some, space to explore I get resentful oh yeah there's gotta be some wiggle room gotta have some wiggle room (laughs) yeah and but I remember when she had that podcast episode it must have been in like the first three years of business I was like I can't let people know that I don't have a strict schedule they're gonna think that I'm not a serious business owner they're gonna think that I'm not productive enough they're gonna think that like I don't put a lot of attention into my clients that I can't get them results, that I'm not successful. And like, now I just want to hug that old version of me and be like, bitch, pitch yourself to the podcast and show people what's possible because you can be successful without having to be turned on all of the time. Yep. I am all water signs. So I've got to have a little bit of loosey goosiness in my schedule. (laughs) And I've never, I've gone to so many workshops where they're like, bust out your bullet journal and, you know, like label every, like do an audit of how you spend your time and label every single piece and then dedicate like this time on Mondays, I do this. I cannot get down with that. I, and I, I wish I could quite honestly, cause I sounds really cool. <laughs> but like, I cannot 
do that. I need more flexibility on a day-to-day basis. I need some wiggle room to kind of like go with my, go with the flow of like what's going on that day. Um, you know, I can keep my priorities. I know what needs to get done, but in terms of like getting that detailed with it, that's never really sat well with me. And I too, you know, when I first got in the business world, it was very much, um, that, that message, you know, be really every minute of your time is, accounted for and you're spending all this time with your journal and you're doing all these things. And, and I had a lot of shame around like, Oh, I can't, I can't even, my mind can't even go there. I don't know how to explain it more than that, but I thought I took on the story that I'm not going to be a good entrepreneur because I don't know how to be productive and manage my time. Like how these people who are telling me it's the way it's done, you know, and this is what the pros do. (laughs) And so that was very hard for me to get rid of that story. And as I, the way I did that, honestly, was I started meeting all of these people all over this, all over the place, all over the world. And I learned like, wow, everybody is skinning this cat differently. (laughs) Nobody is working the same. And all of these people that I would call successful are doing it their own way. And that's how they've reached that level of however they're defining success. Right. Um, it's so this topic I think is really juicy. Like you said, it's really deep because I'm realizing I just had a ton of story around this word and it really has this idea and it's influenced a lot of decisions that I've made. And, um, I had the same thing. I really went back and forth. I, I think a lot of us, if we're in like our normal culture, we're more pendulum swinging, hardcore productivity. So when we get into the, our own entrepreneurial space, we need to swing hard the other way because it's almost like giving yourself some time to heal and see the other side of the world. And I too have then now, kind of come back to the middle where I'm really kind of embracing having a, a consistent work day. You know, I kind of hold normal office hours. I'm, I'm certainly not at my desk every single moment, but it feels good to me to do kind of Monday, Friday, kind of general work day, as long as I get to have a lot of playtime and wiggle room within that structure. So like freedom within form is really powerful for me and, and allowing myself the loosey goosiness and not going into the shame spiral that used to come with that has been very healing. Yeah. And I think we're just so much more focused and able to get the shit done that we need to get done when we allow ourselves to take our mental capacity and our energy levels into account. So like the freedom and the flexibility to not follow the fucking schedule that you created for yourself. If you wake up one day and you're just like, I need a day where I'm just crying on the couch, which was totally me two days ago. Like that was me. I couldn't do anything. She's like, you want to talk about this? I'm like, I'm going to go cry. I can't have a conversation, but it's like, I didn't allow myself to shame spiral because I'm like, wait a minute this, like my body, my emotions, my soul, whatever was happening, that could be literally a whole podcast episode on its own, but the releasing that needed to happen didn't give a shit about my schedule or my to-do list. It was like, no, you need to carve out some time to sit with you because like, I, I didn't have the mental capacity to answer emails, to do, to even have a conversation. I just didn't have the mental capacity. My energy level was super low. And so allowing yourself that flexibility and that time to reflect and to just tune into yourself, what do you need? 
because when you know you're burning what is it what's the phrase the, the candle at both ends oil. yeah oh, and the like candle at both ends it's weird there's two phrases <laughs> yeah like the candle at both ends i remember getting a mediumship reading and the medium was like you're gonna burn out you're burning the candle at both ends and i'm just like what do you mean this is productivity and this is success tell my spirit guides to fuck off because no and i was like okay, I wasn't listening to the little nudges. So it's just going to keep getting louder. And then, oh, look, the pendulum had to swing all the way to the other side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll hit it. You'll hit that burnout. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I have like had my own mind blown during this episode. I'm kind of excited to now reflect and like watch myself a little bit more and notice I still have a bunch of programming around productivity. And so this idea of applying productivity to more nourishing pieces of my life that I'm trying to like focus on um, feels really exciting. The, the one piece of this that we, I don't think we've touched on yet is the idea of having a vision. you know, I think like I kind of hinted at earlier, we can be productive and we can certainly find things to do. But a lot of times, at least clients I work with really have that feeling of like being on a hamster wheel. Like I'm certainly busy, but why am I not growing? And you know, like, why do I feel so stuck? And, and then you, they'll get burnt out, feel really um, lost. And it's because we've lost connection with like that deeper meaning and our deeper why, what our vision is for our lives. So if you're hustling just to hustle with no kind of intention behind it, where are you headed? What's it all for? It's going to be really hard to prioritize what is in that 80-20 and what's really worth your attention. And so Mariah and I have both found it very helpful to spend some time with you know, these ideas of, I understand that visioning for the future is hard, especially right now. And a lot of times when I say that people are like, don't even talk to me about the future. But if you can even just let yourself go there, what, uh, here's some questions that have helped me. Like I'll ask myself, um, at the end of 2022, if I'm looking back on the year, what would make me feel proud of myself? Um, I even go death, I do deathbed a lot. Like I'm laying on my deathbed. What impact did I make with my life? You know, like I'm, I'm I always, think that's your, I think that's your Scorpio moon. Like, <laughs> no doubt. No I'm doubt. going, I'm going to imagine myself on my deathbed and I'm over here like, mm-mm. Mm-mm, no. It's funny. I tried to do that with clients and I didn't realize not everyone is as comfortable talking about that as, as I am. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be, don't go as far as that. You can even take it really present. You know, like if I'm living my dream life, what does my dream day look like? You know, what do I make space for? What nourishes me? How am I spending my hours? What type of work am I doing? You know, just start to ask yourself these questions because they sound so obvious, but we really don't give ourselves the space to really to connect into our desires, our wants. Yeah. We don't know what we want. We, we pick up once from what we're told, you know, like I want bigger house, nicer car, 
higher paying job in the online business space, six figure years, and then seven figure years, you know, it's like eight figure, nine figure. We got all the figure years. That's what we need. (laughs) It's infinite want, you know, want, 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 want. And so the problem is when you hustle for somebody else's want, you, it's hard to connect with the why, and it's hard to know what to prioritize. And that leads to burnout. But for me, getting clear on what I, the impact I want to make with my life and how I want to feel on a day-to-day basis. And I think about like future me, that's really killing it. How does she show up? You know, like, what does she make space for? How does she take care of herself? And then how can I do that now? And how can I bring that energy into my life and work right now? And that's what really leads to like big changes. So I do want to stress really take a look at your goals, take a look at your bigger why, um, how do you want to feel, you know, and give yourself permission to blow it up. Blow. I have so many people tell me like, what do you mean? Uh, my, my life goal is to be a millennial snowbird so I can go like live three months somewhere else. And but so many people just tell me like, that's not possible. You know, like no job will ever let you do that. And it's just so very limited in the box, old style productivity thinking. But I think giving yourself some space to have some imagination, be creative, let yourself dream, even if it feels impossible, but let yourself tap into kind of want and desire and vision. And then from that place, make all these decisions and ask all these questions, because that's going to be a really powerful filter that'll keep you taking baby steps in the right direction instead of just taking random baby steps and running all over the place with no intent. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a great segue into the little extra plug about our workshop that we're holding tomorrow. Like if you guys are listening to this live, I know that in the beginning of the episode, we gave you like the spiel, but like, this is what we're doing in the workshop. Like we are guiding you through this process in a way that feels fucking fun. Because like, if you like the podcast, you're going to love the workshop. It's literally me and Shay hanging out, like walking you through some things. We're going to do a grounding meditation, a future self envisioning meditation. So everything that Shay just said, if you're just like, oh yeah, that feels good. That sounds good. The workshop was literally created for you. So you can go ahead and grab your ticket at curiouslyguided.com slash better dash year dash workshop. And the link is also in the show notes. Um, but yeah, is there anything, Shay, that's on your heart that you're feeling called to share before we wrap this one up? You know, honestly, no, I feel like I just got up on my soapbox and like got it all out. So <laughs> this has been a really fun episode. I really appreciate you um, bringing this up. Yeah, it's definitely something to be to shine a little curiosity light on, I think in all of our lives, because it's powerful on a subconscious level, I think a lot more than we realize. So um, thank you. This is really cool. Yeah. And I can't even take credit for it. I feel like the idea just kind of got dropped into my subconscious or my brain from somebody outside of myself. I don't know if it was the muses, higher self, or like what it was, but I'm glad that we kind of trusted the nudge and went along with it because I think this episode was really great. So on that note, I think we're going to close this one down. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please feel free to screenshot it, 
share it with somebody that you think would love it, your fellow business owner friends that are maybe burning the candle at both ends. Maybe they need to reframe how they think about productivity. So yeah, go ahead and tag us in your shares. If you're sharing it on social media, uh, those shares literally mean everything to us. We love it when you guys pop into our DMs, ask us questions, just the, the conversations and the community off of this podcast already. It just, yeah, it just fills us. It fills us up. Yes, it does. And as always, thank you so much for listening and for your support. Consider subscribing or leaving us a five-star review so we can all grow together. Um, And until next time, remember that you have the power to create whatever the hell you want. Follow the nudge, ask questions, and let curiosity guide the way. We'll see you in the next episode.